to another episode of Talk of Tonawanda. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests only. I do not represent any other individual or organization. afternoon, Carl. Let's get episode 36, 36. out of the gate and running down the street. 36. Yeah. Yes. 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 Amazing. I love it. It's, uh, uh, we, we, I, uh, we said we were always going to talk about email. We got a great email okay. from just an old guy in a mic. Oh, our friend Fred Salber yes. from Rochester, New yes. York, who runs his own uh, very, very well listened to uh, podcast. What does he have Australia? I don't know. He will coming up next, he, probably. He, he has invited us to be guests. We've been get, aware to be guests on a podcast as hosts on a podcast. Well, the logistics of that sound like <laughs> that you're going to have to figure that out with Fred. Uh, but I'm sure between the two of you, uh, there is a way that it can be done. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, Maybe he comes in. Maybe we go there because, you know, in person in a room, that way there will be two people to torment you, Carl. Right. Two. Well, Not just one, we, but we two. We do have the, the third uh, mic set up over there for guests. We do. We do. But would, would we need a beeper or a buzz button for Fred? Um, because he... He's let's do his first. And then... Uh, right. And then... <laughs> then we'll we would talk. be safe doing his first. <laughs> yes. Well, does does that are you get? Would you get potty mouth? You would get potty mouth. No, I just can't see that. No, I could I can't not. see that because your no. mother is listening, and she would clean your clock. She did listen to one of ours, as a matter of fact. I went over there and I tapped the play button, and it was a short one. I think it was one that was 30, 33 minutes. Well, you know what? It, it was the Meals on Wheels. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, our, our yeah. listeners are are diverse, if nothing else, quite diverse. International. I want to say hi to our three new listeners in Belgium. Belgium. I don't know if you're in Brussels or, but Belgium. you're definitely in Belgium. So nice. Uh, don't know why you're listening. It's probably a school project it's or okay. punishment assigned to you by a, a disappointed parent who said if you're going to be on the internet all those hours, you're going to listen to these guys. Uh, so I apologize for that. And but we are well, we are well worth the uh, the funds expended to listen to us. Now I got to ask you, Carl. Do you have a bucket list? I do. You do. What I kind do. of things are on your bucket list? Uh. Short travels, three, four-day travels, uh, foods, um, new experiences. What, what kind of foods? Oh, uh, Thai food, uh, some Viet- Vietnamese food that I've heard about. You haven't tried any of that yet? No. Oh. No, you must You must go to an authentic Laotian restaurant and order balut. Yeah. Well, when the time comes, I'll reach back to you and, and see if you could uh, let me know. I don't know. Uh, also, there is... Those of you that know what that is, just a, barfed a little. There is a, a uh, Italian uh, restaurant that is near New York City uh, that has superb calamari. Oh, you're and, talking my... my and and, and yeah. veal uh, that I have not been able to... Uh, Get back down that area and, and try that out. Uh, short experiences, uh, little two, three day trips. Again, I'd like to go to Nashville for you know like a short period of time. I'd like to get to Atlanta again, Austin, Texas again. Um, I spent some time down in Austin, Laredo, a little bit. Oh, San like Antonio, to to was Billings, well. Billings, Montana. I'd Some like to go calls. see um, Mount Rushmore. I'd like to go see the uh, Grand Canyon again, from again, again. Uh, I was only I was only there for probably maybe like five or six hours. It was a side trip from Vegas one year. You've got quite the bucket list. Yeah. I bet you can't guess what today is. What today is? Yes, it's but, National Something. Bucket list day. It is National Bucket List Day. Everybody's got that? a bucket list, you know. Right. Well, I don't know if everybody calls it a bucket list. I'm sure everybody has like. A list of say I'd like to do that or say I'd like to try that, which is great. It gives you the opportunity to uh, maybe do some planning and look some things up the, ahead the, of time. The, a great comedian, a brilliant comedian, Stephen Wright. Have you ever listened to any of his stuff? Very dry. He has this. Whoa. He has this great expression. He goes, "My plan is to live forever." 
So far, so good. And it's just this, this stuff that goes on. He's got another brilliant expression. The earlier bird may get the worm, but it's the second mouse that gets the cheese. And he's right. Because <laughs> the first mouse only hears a snap. Yeah, kind of like I did the other day, stepping out of my van. I thought that I got a concussion. We had to delay the program uh, for about yeah. a week because uh, the six foot two gangly guy that I am, I didn't duck. Uh, I'm six foot two. My van is not. 5'10". <laughs> yeah, so I, I clocked myself and did quite a number. So we had a delay. I, I'm only seeing one of you, so I, well, think, that's good. I think the concussion is The multiple improved. visions and the forgetting a few, a few key things. Yeah. But folks, yes, Frank, Frank is sporting a beautiful set pair of staples in yes. the center of his head. Yes, I am. And, uh, but his long locks certainly cover it. They didn't shave his head. They did not. Which is what I was thinking. You know, when you get stitches back in the day, they shave yeah. your head, you know, like six inches around where the sutures were going to go. Th this guy just kind of like just parted his hair and just stuck a couple staples well, in his head. It, it wasn't a guy. I had a two, female, I'm two sorry. female doctors. I assumed wrong once yes. again. Two female doctors, two female nurses, and all four of them said that I had, and I quote, this is the word they used, gorgeous hair. Yes. And uh, who knew that blood was a great conditioner? Yeah, I mean, it, it worked out pretty well. Have you ever seen? You obviously have seen Everybody Loves Raymond, but are you familiar with the producer, Phil Rosenthal? No. He has this great program, six series he's got, or six seasons in the series called Somebody Feed Phil. And as you're mentioning these restaurants, he did Nashville this past season, um, he did Philly, and it, only one of the things was a uh, Philly steak, only one. The only rest were these other things, and calamari, yeah, in Jersey, and great stuff. Just and not that I've he, never had it before, but I've never had it prepared as well as this restaurant can and does out right outside yeah. of New York City. I saw one the other day with with uh, somebody feed Phil, and it was a chef in his backyard. And he had a seven hundred degree wood fired oven, Ish. and he did the calamari whole. Yep, with the ink stack, and they were done in a minute, and they looked brilliant. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to like overcook this stuff. It's like salmon; you just want to put it on, you know, sing right the there. first verse of uh, "Happy Birthday" and then flip it. It's done. How do you feel about pigs in the blanket? Sure. Yeah, I you know that's that's you know that that's a tradition. Well, what is food. your definition of pigs in the blanket? Because there's actually several with the cabbage, cabbage, cabbage leaves, uh, a sausage, hamburger. Rice or oat or bran, mix inside some you know some seasonings, and uh, roll it up and then uh, cook it. You know, steam it, cook it, and then, of course, serve it with a very very good sauce in a salad. Well, the Dictionary of Classic American Cookery surprised me. Now I paraphrase their name because it's trademarked, Probably. but you'll find them. Their definition of Americano, pigs in the blanket, is hot dogs wrapped in biscuit dough. Now, I, I get where they're going with it, but... I'll, folks, I, yeah. I will do the, the proverbial groan for yeah. you. Yeah. What? No, I know. Uh. I know. I grew up in a Hungarian, an ethnic household. Pigs in the blanket was the beautiful yeah. stuffed cabbage that you just described. Yep. And Mom had stuffed some peppers in there, too. And Absolutely. Simmered and... Beautiful homemade tomato sauce and just hearty meal. Oh, oh. hearty meal. Oh, you look comfort you knew, food. Comfort food. You did not have to ask what's for dinner when you walked into the house when they were cooking. I didn't have to ask what was for dinner when I opened up the door at the high school eight blocks away. <laughs> you open it up, Mrs. Corbett's cooking again, and of course, you know we we all knew what was going on. And we, I, I was I was blessed. She actually uh, brought dragged me in the kitchen at the age of four. I I was the Carrot and potato peeling apprentice. Ooh! And by the time I was, he has all his all yeah, of his fingers, all my so, fingers, all my yeah. toes. Of course, they're on the wrong appendages. Well, uh, but I started off at Watson's. They put me. They wanted to check and make sure I could clean dishes first. And then I was doing prep. Right. And then I wanted Kenmore seafood. When I got out, I actually worked at multiple Kenmore different restaurants. Kenmore seafood. Yeah. Kenmore, Kenmore fish. Yeah. I uh, very nice. I uh, wound up working for enough different uh, exec chefs and got my hours. And I actually got accredited as a gourmet chef, but I only, only ever got up to assistant, never exec. And I was good with well, that. Sous chef is a nice gig. The, the learning was fantastic, and the stuff that I can, I can cook is great. Do you like to cook? 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, I made dinner tonight. Oh, you did? I, I, I did. I, 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 and I which can of soup did you open? Manwich. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I did, a, uh, I did man, Manwich's uh, Sloppy Joe's tonight. Uh, barbecued chips, pickle. Now, if, obviously homemade, you have... Homemade chicken soup. Oh, that's always good. So. Now, you have an Italian lineage. Is there the family sauce recipe? Yes. Yes, and it's and it's no different. You know, people will always tell you this. You know, you could buy, you know, a can, a jar, <laughs> off the shelf and dial it up yourself, and it will it and it will come out very well. I sometimes do that, but yeah. I like to go to the garden, and I love love to grow not Genevieve's basil. I like this the sweeter basil. Yeah, and I will just I will wilt that several stems of that in the refrigerator overnight. The refrigerator is yeah. a great dehydrator. People don't realize that, but it does that. Does um, and I'll, I'll drop those into a, a store of sauce, and it just yeah. brings that homeness to it. Well, it's there's just so good. tomato. You have to start with like five cans of tomato paste. Paste. That's the real thick stuff. You know, it's just amazing that you have to drag it out of the can oh. <laughs> after it sits in there for a few months on the It shelf. doesn't come out like the jelly no, cranberry no, sauce. No, it's no way to get it out. And, uh, and then each one of those cans, it's... Uh, Ice cold water, four, four ice cold waters per can. So you've got that. He's given us the family recipe, folks. Write it down. A little palm of sugar, salt, pepper. Palm sugar or a palm of sugar? A palm of sugar. Just that, that, that's a measurement. Because that's a standard that mom measurement. There's no, there's no it's, measuring It's a pinch. It's, it's a exactly. pinch. It's a, it's it's a, a schnoodle. Same thing if you're using freshly ground pepper. It's six times around. Six times around. Yeah. Oh, around the kitchen? No, six 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 twirls oh, in the Oh, uh, six twirls. Twists. But what if what if you're out of the whole peppers and you have to do the, uh, the the ground pepper? What would the measurement then be? Would that be a pinch? More than a pinch. Two pinches. Two. You can measure by For pinches. Two. I suppose yeah. it depends on the size of your thumb. All right, keep going. Yeah. You didn't salt, mention anything about garlic salt, pepper, or anything else. Oregano. Yet. Uh, Fresh or dried. Oh, oh, fresh. Okay. Fresh, fresh. Uh, and then in a separate pan, you're you're kind of cooking up your eight cloves of garlic in olive oil. Whole? Whole. You mash Wonderful. them down and just stick them in there when the, when the oil is like really, really hot. And you just kind of like reduce those down a little bit. And then you pour those in. Now, have you made this for your wife? Two, yeah, often. Two cloves. Yeah. Did you ever make the homemade pasta? Uh, I have not, no, and that, that has not, I have not had homemade pasta since my, let's see, I believe it was my daughter-in-law, Rena, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I have um, a little handheld machine, or hand cranking yep, machine yeah, at home, yep, and I learned back how. In, yeah, back in and, Jersey. Uh, some made, years back. She made it, her mom. Made it is such a difference. Sorry. It really is. Yeah. You do let it dry for several minutes. You want it to, to shed some of the moisture, and then you drop it into that boiling water. It's just a whole different it's true well dente. People think, I got the dry spaghetti, I boil it, and when it's yeah. still sticky and, and crunchy, it's al dente. No, it's not. And it's a completely different mouthfeel when you make it fresh and then boil yeah. it. You learn what Italianos mean when they say al dente. It's and not that, uh, Yeah. That's that, so good. And you want to also, but if you're really trying to get, you know, impressive results, you use the, uh, the spirals because there's more sauce in the spirals than there, there would is. be. On the rib spears or the spaghetti. Which is a great reason to slice the mushrooms thin because they actually get caught in there. It's yeah. kind of like bugs in the grill. It's, a, it's, it's a trip. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Well, so we know about bucket lists and we know about pigs in the blanket, but we have some community things going on. How did the uh, Erie Canal cleanup party go? I understand that you guys really uh, did quite a number, sacked a lot of trash, and it, it looks wonderful down along yeah, the water. Yeah, it does. Once, it, once again... Uh, you know, there were so many participants, about 35, 40 folks showed up. Uh, the Boy Scouts were there, of course. City of Tonawana, Neighbors United were there. Great group. Uh, the Garden Garden Club was down there, of course. Another great group. The Youth Board was down there. Super group. Every, you know, everybody pitched in and they were so, so helpful, uh, did you count bags? Our assembly, assemblyman, uh, Bill Conrad. Bill Conrad, he was there? Yeah. How many bags of trash did Bill get? 
I, I think I think he he filled up one, one big one. I think we all kind of like thought to ourselves if we could put one one up there, you know that was a lot. But there was you know there were some the kids did a lot. You know the little kids played games and were mm-hmm. involved in you know picking up piles of leaves and and you know junk, junk. Not so much junk this year. Yeah. You would be surprised. I did not hear of anyone finding anything unusual besides a old broken uh, fishing reel. Very nice. And so there were you think no, people are getting more conscious about this? I believe so. I think so. You know, there, you know, the Parks and Recreation Department was there. Uh, they provided a lot of the rakes and the shovels and the bags. Um, lunch was provided by the, the city. We bought a bunch of pizzas and had cookies and snacks nice. and bottled water and cans of pop there for everybody who Fed wanted the crew. to. Uh, we had that over at the, the senior center. It, w- it was very nice to see a lot of the community get coming together and cleaning up that uh, shoreline of the canal. It went very well. I believe we probably had about maybe 45 bags. Those That's are large, silver, heavy-duty garbage bags that got filled up with uh, leaves and dirt. And was there a lot of plastics? No. That's really good. No. That's really good. No. And, I was... I, and not that I was watching if there was a lot of plastics, but when I got there early... Uh, I just noticed that there was a lot of debris, like leaves and sticks. Nature's litter. And, and that kind of stuff. There wasn't, like, bags of trash. There was no, like, fast food wrappers, bottles, cans, that kind of uh, okay. debris. I was reading a, a, several studies yesterday because I, I like to do that. And I, we all hear about microplastics in the ocean, microplastic yeah. in the ocean. And what stunned me is, is microplastics aren't the biggest problem. It's microplastics continue to degrade, and now they call them nanoplastics. So we have microplastics, which are big particles. Nanoplastics, which are so small... You can't see them, yeah. but you can see microplastics. Right. The one-celled organisms, the protozoas, are eating that. Then the krill are eating the protozoa, and then the food chain goes up. And that's the stuff they have 15 case studies now of finding nanoplastics in human beings. It's that, probably that something we should not have. Yeah, probably. So I'm shopping, for, shopping for water filters and all this other stuff. Swirling around in our yeah. in our in our systems. So I was I went online. Nanoplastics. Like, I don't want nanoplastics, so I'm shopping for these water filters. Right now you've got nanoplastics in the fluid in your eyes. For yeah, you. probably. So I shop for all these filters and you can't find one. And then I find this article of this wonderful study being done out of all places, California. Oh where they found out how to filter out not just the microplastics, but the nanoplastics. Are you ready for this filter? You ready? Go ahead. Four feet of sand. Oh, okay. And on top of it is a two-inch pool of protozoa. Oh. The one-celled microscopic organisms that are feeding on this stuff. Chomp, chomp. And it filters it through, and it takes out like 99.896%. It's a huge sand filter, like for a pool. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it's a sand filter loaded with microorganisms. With bugs. And so nature, once again, is the fix for something that we screwed up. And and the only thing that I can remember microplastics being ever used was in like soaps or something. Allegedly, it yeah. aided in cleaning or scrubbing. Oh, the beads, yeah, the little, the little micro scrubber beads. beads. Yeah, those yeah. got banned. Yeah, those they were doing them in makeup too to make them shiny. Yeah, shiny, shiny. Can't you just sweat and shine? Pretty much, but I, <laughs> I mean, I don't if you think had to, I don't think it's as attractive. If, if you <laughs> if you had to be shiny, couldn't you yeah. just sweat? Well, you look at these these muscle competitions and and these these men and these ladies doing the muscle shows. They get. This this spray on tan and then they get slicked up. They come out. They're like varnished when they go on the stage, and I don't get that. To me, it just looks like they're sweaty. <laughs> they're sweaty. <laughs> it doesn't do is that supposed for me. to? Is that supposed to improve the photogenic of their defin, defin, defined I actually, muscle groups? I actually asked about that, and yes, you're on that path because you will get reflective light from a certain position. Show it shows them more. I guess the word is cut. Cut. They, they're, they're cut. I thought that was a wound, but apparently it's I'm, something you I'm do cut. while working they're, out. I'm cut. Some people call them laugh lines. Yes. Or just old age lines. So you, I could I, I could see my face is cut. You worked out laughing, so I, now you have cuts, cuts from 
Laughter exercise. I like it. I like that. All right. I like that. I, I have lines from life exercise. You do. Yes, and so I guess I'm pretty well cut with life right you now. You have to do a lot. You have to do a lot more to catch up to me <laughs> in lifelines. Well, you know what? Uh, we're both uh, we're both going to live a very long time. Let's hope, and we're getting as we get older and we're living a better quality of life. Our senior center is burgeoning with membership, and it's we're not just saying that. It's really amazing yeah. how many people have reached retirement. They're healthier longer. They're active longer. Right. And now our senior center has stepped up their game hugely. And we've got more stuff. I know we talk about the senior center every episode, but it's it's because there's there's always stuff going there's, on. There's a lot to do there. And uh, fortunately, I was able to attend their monthly uh, board meeting today and their general meeting today. Uh, usually on the last Monday of the month is when they have their general membership meeting. They have a board meeting. They play bingo. They have a dinner that is catered. Five bucks. Nice. Catered dinner. Tonight they had uh, spaghetti, meatballs, roll, salad, uh, soft drinks, and pudding for dessert. They had an Italian picnic, they, right? An pretty Italian much. picnic. And okay. It, it was, and it was packed. The house was packed. Uh, and they have to cut it off at 80 dinners every time because that's all they could fit in and seat comfortably yeah. in there so that the caterer could come in, do the cooking, do the serving, clean up, and get out by you know, 6.15, 6.30. That's a lot of people because even here at the studio, our max capacity, I get posted outside the door, I think it's like 56. 80 is a lot Eight. of folks. He's a lot of people to get done. Uh, unfortunately, the Mother's Day breakfast on the day before Mother's Day in May has been canceled due to oh. a lack of volunteers to help out serving and cleaning up and setting up. So that has been canceled, oh. but they're going to replace that with a uh, combination Father's Mother's Day breakfast in June. So... I'm going to hopefully be able to tell everybody about when that's going to happen. You know, I can see that probably many people are visiting their mothers or the mothers are being hosted by their children yeah. and so forth. So it's probably yeah. a lot of folks. But for the folks that, that remain, that's uh, are they going to have any activity that day, do we know? or On on Mother's Day, no, because it's a week. It's a weekend, and Saturday was going to be their breakfast, and that okay. was it. Yeah. Okay. But during the week, they're going to acknowledge... Uh, of course, the moms and grandmas, uh, you know, at the center, they're going to have okay. like a like a little carnation for for the ladies. Good. I believe on Friday uh, they're going to have uh, some some activity on, on that Friday, the twelfth. Now, our, our friends at Meals on Wheels. I was uh, driving uh, down uh, Weedfield in North Tonawanda today, past the uh, past their uh, special uh, place up there. There's going to be a meat raffle for those folks. Do you have anything in your your pad of events about the meat raffle coming up for Meals on Wheels? For uh, yeah, well, uh, it, it's it seems that that place there's a meat raffle sponsoring all these different agencies all the time, and I went to my first one just a just a couple months back, and I was I was stunned. We had a meat raffle for. Uh... For the senior center at uh, Forty Four William Street at, at the, the fire headquarters, fire headquarters. Yeah. they are so much fun. I never even realized. Yeah, it's it's amazing when you get to a meat raffle, and they are only selling so many tickets for each spin of the wheel. Yeah. So you have to be creative to get that seller's attention to get those two or three tickets. <laughs> they put clothespins on a the stick and everything. On a yeah, stick with little flags and yeah, extra dollars. What else you got? You got a whole list of things coming up there, Carl. What do you got? April 29th, there's going to be a fundraiser for said Meals on Wheels that we just got done talking about. 3 to 9 p.m. at the Elks Lodge, 55 Main Street. And that's going to cost you $10 for admission. And it's going to be the usual 50-50 basket raffle, pizza, wings, soft drinks are going to be available. And that's on April 29th. At the Elks Lodge, 55 Main Street, and I would uh, I would think that I'm going to try and get over there because who doesn't like good pizza and chicken wings for ten bucks? Sounds great. It sounds really good. Uh, we're going to have uh, the City of Tonawanda Neighbors United. You know, 
they just they just keep on doing so many things in, in our community that uh, they they are wonderful. They are going to be hosting a plant swap on Sunday, May twenty first, in Elmwood Park. So if you've got some uh, extra begonias or you you want some uh, Jacob's ladder like I got one year that spread enormously, uh, if you have clematis, if you have some potted plants, some bulbs that are uh, you know you be willing to trade off with people. Tell I me more about this. What when is that coming up? That's the Garden Club is doing that. No, that's the City of Tonawana Neighbors United. Neighbors United. Okay. Set Sunday, May twenty first. I went a couple years ago and I managed to get some Jacob's Ladder. That's a very prolific flowering uh, plant. Grows to about maybe twelve inches high. Beautiful white flowers, and I love it. Every spring it, it comes up, and it just uh, it, it's just beautiful because it it requires very very little maintenance. And once the flowers are gone. Uh, you are left with some beautiful green foliage, and they shine. The, 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 actually, the leaves have a little bit of a sheen to them, which I, uh, which I like. Uh, porch Fest, for those who are musically inclined or love to sit and listen to music. Uh, that is, of course, in the city of Tonawanda, many, many locations this year. And that's going to happen August 27th. And they are accepting uh, places to host a, a band or a musician and you don't have to have a porch actually if you if you want or can you could just have them set up on your front lawn and porch fest is of course on facebook so you could just look up city of tonawana porch fest the date 827 and it's from 1 to 6 p.m and i could probably walk that's, to maybe five or always, six venues myself that's always really really nice yep we, we enjoy and that. uh just, just, just to help out uh, our neighbors, uh, City of Tonawana Neighbors United, uh, they are looking for some donations for some items so that they could uh, provide uh, lots of play and play items and things for the kids on their pop-up playgrounds. That What's they're going to be pop-up playground. Pop-up playground is that. they could have a pop-up playground at a non-traditional playground, like at Veterans Park where the ball fields are, and in the park itself. They set up in the area, and the kids could play in cardboard boxes. They could make things. There's crafting going on. There's little uh, pools set up for the little kids, so they could do a little... Um, are there little lifeguards next to the no, little pools? No, there's, there's no water there, except, except they have maybe some water balloons that they have for things. They're looking for... I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give you some items: nails, tarp, five gallon, five gallon water jugs, uh, paint brushes, chalk, metal bolts, washers, and nuts of any size. Big rolls of paper, you know, like for them for doing sketches and painting, water painting, finger painting. I'm uh, curious about the nails. Well, they have to build. They have to build some of the framing for for, ah, the, for the pictures. Ah, and got it. Okay. Uh, masking and duct tape, so that they could tape down uh, some of the. Uh, projects that they're going to be making so they don't just blow away on the kids. Wooden dowels so that the kids could glue them together and make little projects. Uh, let's see, vacuum hoses or tubes because the kids glue them together to make little robots and Oh, fun yeah, stuff. yeah. Everybody throws vacuums out all the time. That's, Cardboard that's tubes, new. corrugated drain pipe, kids crawl in and out. Uh, they use it to hide when they're having like their little water, water balloon uh, fights. Old wooden blocks. Bed sheets because the bed sheets they hang on the back of the uh, backstops at the ball diamond, and the kids finger paint on those, and it, be, it creates like a, a little traveling mural. What a group! Yeah, what a group! Now, when is this coming up? Oh, they they have like four or five of them during this during the season, you know, from summer through fall. So the pop up playgrounds, crates, animal figure toys that they put in the sandbox for the kids to play with, little metal um, cars. Matchbox cards there. Scrap wood. Um, rotary phone. They use it in a, in a skid, I think they're they're thinking of that. Or now, maybe now not. How, how does this stuff get picked up? Is there Jump a drop-off? What do they do? Uh, I would say get a hold of uh, City of Tonawanda Neighbors United. They also have a Facebook page, and they'll be able to steer you over to uh, where you could be dropping that material off. Or That's awesome. That'd be a great up. thing. Kids have fun. What else you got? You got a list. You got a pile of stuff over there. Tell what's what's what what's what's the what's the word on our uh, 
Twin Cities annual festival. Any any update on the festival? Uh, it has to be voted on yet. There's, ah. there's a lot of lot of issues, and there's a lot of logistics that still have to be worked out. Um, we City of Tonawanda uh, Common Council just received the map of the of the uh, Canal Fest campus on uh, the City of Tonawanda side and the North Tonawanda side. Aha. And so okay. they have to work out logistics, 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 and, logistics. And, a, and a lot of details. And they are they meaning the the Canal Fest uh, Corporation folks, uh, the organizers over there. Uh, they are telling us that they have started to receive some donations. They've started to receive some folks uh, that will help out in, in some of their events. Um, they had a couple organizations drop out. Um, they are so looking there's, for... There's, there's a lot yeah, of there's, stuff there's a, to do. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. Well, stay, stay tuned for updates. Yeah. Carl, uh, your favorite subject, well, one of the things that we've talked about, I had, I had an experience today that was more than frustrating. Today? Today. Uh, I went to a uh, national home supply chain. Oh, boy. Whose colors are blue. Mm, blue and gray? Uh, perhaps. And I, uh, I went to the, uh, the orphan plant section. And okay. I found some lovely plants to sure. replace the ones that I've already killed. Try to save some. Yeah, yeah, save a few orphans here and there. I went up to the front. Now this is scratched through the UPC code so that they know that it is a discount plant. Every cashier, gone. They had just oh no the four do-it-yourself ones. No, do not. A line going up through lighting and fan, ceiling fans, one poor young lady trying to keep it together. And I'm like, well, I want to get these. I want to get out of the store. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I finally get up there, and she can't do the markdown. She has to call for the managers, and the managers aren't answering. Uh -huh. So I said, I apologize. I realize it's not your fault. You're doing you know, what you're assigned to do. I handed her the plants. I said, sorry, have a nice day. I mean, it did was, she take them home? And, uh, I, and I don't know. She, she was very polite. She understood perfectly. But these retail giants need to understand that where they're saving money not hiring people causes them to lose sales. They're losing people that are going into their stores. Now, now, the national big box blue store may have a W in its name. I was there today. Seven. Live cashiers open. Nice. Seven live ones plus the auto lines. Yeah. I have not seen that. I think they're they're starting to get the message. I, I, I believe that, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago that a foreign-owned chain with a, a, a slew of discount supermarkets, these smaller supermarkets, they're 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 Name is starts with an A. Yes, and they are celebrating the fact that they are going to have more self checkout counters instead of the nice kids sitting there uh, oh. scanning your scanning your food, putting it back in your basket, and then you going over to a separate counter and bagging it yourself. Yes. Which I never understood. I'm buying it. You're not going to bag it for me. You're going to hand me a, a box that's been cut, ripped, and it's useless. So you have to bring your own bag, of course. Right, of course. And that's after you 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 pay a quarter to rent the cart. Now that particular company was always priding itself on on good pay and good benefits and so on. Yeah. So are they cutting back on cashiers or are they adding to the cashiers? They're they're removing cashier lanes and putting in self cash uh, caching. I spiral I, of death. I never. Oh my god. I, I you know I I probably haven't done a self checkout in. Conservatively, probably two years. Oh, I despise them. I despise. I them. don't work there. Why? Do, why am I checking myself out now? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the name here because this is in the public news for over the last few days. Uh, Wegmans. Wegmans is trying out a brand new shopping cart. You know how you used to be able. To, you have the thing where you can go in with your cell phone. Yes. And you can scan your groceries, and then it's smart. Smart cart technology. Yeah. It's not new, but it's it's been yeah. around for a long, yeah. long time. Wegmans is is, is uh, beta testing these things now, and you put the 
food in the cart, and it knows what went in there. It knows your bill. You can pay it with your tap and pay or whatever the heck. Sure. And roll on out the door. But and who's going to bag it? Well, I guess you bag it yourself with the bags that you brought along. That's what they. Uh, that's what I was seeing on one particular news show. They opened up all their their uh, reusable bags in their cart, and as they're walking through, they're beeping and going, beeping yeah. and going, and beeping and going. Um, what if you have a problem? What if you have like an avocado and you just toss it in there? I, I, you know what? I, I how does that happen? I don't know. And then you don't like that avocado because it might have a mark on it, and you take it out and toss it back into the pile. Yeah. It does. I, I don't understand it, but I don't. I'm not against. I think technology. we need a field trip. Yeah, I'm not against technology. I mean, some technology is really, really good, but the rest of this stuff. Self-driving school buses is not good technology. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's just I mean, they, they. The bus driver has a hard enough time controlling kids as they are now. Can you imagine right. if there was no driver at all? <laughs> you know, uh, you have an electronic dog like in Star Star Wars zipping back and forth and giving. Giving the kids shocks or something? No, I don't think that would be. I just what what we have so many unfilled jobs. We do. We have so many people that are not working. I don't even want to call them unemployed. Unemployment to me is not a choice. You're unemployed because you can't find work. We have people that are not working. And they're in the news and they talk about it. And they say, oh, I don't, you know. What do we do? What's the answer? We got to solve the world's problems right here and now. I mean, if the world is going to listen to this podcast, well, that's Carl, because there are so. It's the United States has so many backups or safety nets that it has caused generational not working. That's it's crazy. Not just generational. I mean, I fibbed. I fibbed to get my job working at an unnamed former restaurant. At the age of 14, I was supposed to wait till I was 15. Yeah. I got my newspaper route, which you had to be 12 for. I got it in my brother's name when I was nine. And I'm not, I'm not an exception. This was our generation. Yeah. Well, just be just and and the boy, you could you could chase you could chase that around forever. And then, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of folks that are, you know, just pouring in. And where are they going? And who's supporting them? And 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 how long does that last when you continue to spend other people's money that they're not able to contribute anymore because they're they're working, they're paying their taxes, but yet you keep on you keep on t- tasking them with paying for all these programs that they're most likely unable to apply for and you know get themselves. Yeah. I, uh, I did a calculation the other day and um, it's, it's, it's unseemly, unseemly. The New York State Department of Disability Services, there's four branches across New York State, four major offices. Each one of those has about a hundred workers in it. <laughs> and each one of those workers is getting three new cases a day. Now do the math on that. That's 300 per each. That's 1,200 per day. 1,200 new filings for disability per day. Let's, let's take out the calculator and let's go. That's way too many. 1,200 times five, because we'll just do five days a week. Sure. And then we're going to do that times 52 weeks. That's 312,000 just New Yorkers. Yeah. 312,000. Yeah, applying for disability every year. <laughs> so where does it, so where does that system break? I, I, you know what? I think it's already broken. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that all those folks get approved, and it doesn't mean that if you apply for that, you don't need it. This is a legitimate program. It is, oh no doubt there, it, there it's are, the lifeline. Like for I said, so many. There are so many backstops and safety yeah. nets, but deservedly so. Some people are just gaming the system. Some people are. Absolutely. Some people are. These are the people that throw the grape on the, the, the floor in the supermarket and fall. Yeah. And, and the, <laughs> folks that That's are, them. the folks that need the program, there's not enough funds to give them the, the, the revenue that they need in order to live a decent quality of life. So the people that are short in the system are hurting the people that yeah. need the system. Now, we, we do need this, but... I, I don't know if we need it to the point where it's just a free-for-all 
and you just make it so attractive not not to seek gainful employment and contribute. We need to run a job for it, Carl. That's what it is. You know, like like I like I always say, you know, that we should not be looking down upon somebody right. unless we're helping them up. But also, we should always be reaching back for somebody to pull them along with us and and help them enjoy success as we have. Yeah, and you say that on every episode, and it's so true. Can we have a talk Tonawana job fair? Can we get all the local employers in the in the canal districts together to have a job fair? And, and bring some people out and, you know, maybe Senior Center have a table and, and they Neighbors had, United. And could we, could, is there something we they can had do? A, they had a very large, you know, job fair, if you want to call it that, at, at the Boulevard Mall, which is just on the other side of, of you know, Niagara Falls Boulevard, right, the right. town of Tonawanda. Right, which is, in the town. Yeah, it, it's in the town. It's, it's in, the it's, other Tonawanda. Yeah. So in Amherst. And they had like 52, 53... Um, businesses, not just businesses in the mall, you know, retail outlets, but they had some restaurants. There was the, the hospitals, the two major hospital systems that were there. There was uh, the folks from General Motors, Ford, uh, the tire plant, you know, Dunlop tire plant over there. Uh, there was a moving vans. I looked at the list of all the people that were there. There was a trucking company. It was Yellow Freight that was over there. Um, so, so many. Uh, New York State was there for the uh, highway departments, the Thruway Authority, uh, the Department of Transportation. Wow, that is they a had huge many, list. many, 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 many. It it was supposed to go from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. They were pretty much all shutting down and leaving at one because it was so poorly attended that a lot of them were sitting there at their little booth, you know, with their little pamphlets and. Ready to hire, hiring on the spot people. Right. Uh, hospital systems, nursing homes, convalescent care facilities. They were ready to hire on the spot. And a lot of these Bring places. your resume yeah. here, show up with a pulse. We're going to hire yeah. you on the spot. And some of them even had a sign on bonus. Yeah. The convalescent homes, they're offering free training to become PCAs and HHAs, paid, paid training. Paid. Some of them either, even offer now, some of them. You know, out in eastern New York, you know, in the Hudson Valley area and down uh, around New York City and Long Island. Here's a news flash. Some of them are offering room and board. Oh, They're offering you a room to stay there so that you don't even have to worry about your housing or housing costs. They're going to give you housing, meals, just work your eight-hour shift, and the rest of the day is yours. Plus, you're going back to, like, your own little apartment suite. You know, medical and employment, there's always going to be the need for, for medical people. But here is a stunning statistic uh, that I, I acquired two weeks ago. In New York State, how many paramedics do you think there are? In New York State, paramedics? Yeah. What level? Paramedics. There's basics, Basic, intermediates, and then there's paramedics. Yeah. Paramedics are the guys with the, the fibs, the drugs, the stabbers, the pokers. People like me. I'm going to say probably less than... Then 600. Well, no, it's not that low yet. Oh. When I became a paramedic, we had somewhere upwards of 12,000. 12,000? 12,000 paramedics. How come it sounds like it's such a huge number? Okay. There's 1,700 left, and it's still well, going I'm, down. I, I wasn't that, you know what, if you're, if you're talking about a reduction in percentage, yeah. I was not that far yeah. off. 1,700 paramedics left and going smaller. It's, it's, it's now an associate's degree. It's a two-year program. You have to recertify every three years. Yeah, that'll attract, all, that'll attract years. a lot of your best and brightest. And, and the average pay is right up there with just under the assistant manager at a fast food chain. Great. So you want to pay somebody $35,040K a year yeah. with all those duties and responsibilities. Yeah. And all the reporting and all the continuous education programs. Continuous, ongoing. They have to take recertifications. Yeah. yeah. They, have to re- they have to recertify the main thing every three years, even with a degree. Doctors, nurses, just the little creds, the, the heart, no. know, the CPR and things of that nature. But it's, it's this ongoing, incredible thing. And then you have entry-level positions now. I get the list from Erie County for the civil service jobs. There's entry-level civil service jobs. 
that are start off yeah. at fifteen thousand more dollars per year than the average medic with just a high school diploma or equivalency, county mm -hmm. jobs. There, nobody can say that there's not work. I don't, you know, I find it hard to believe that somebody doesn't want to work. Maybe it, we've just gotten to this culture oh, where there. they don't know how to go about it. Maybe there's just, I don't know. Did, did we not teach our kids about work ethic and things? Or did we just, so, you know, a lot of, it's, it's back to parenting and, and pushing your kids to do their best. And it's, doing your best is not, you know, once again, flashback to one of our previous shows, and that is gaming and phones. Yes. That's not doing your best when you're, when you're encouraging and, you know, in, in, enabling your, your children not to go out and, and seek, you know, gainful employment and be, a, you know, a contributor to society, you know, and, you know, produce something, make something, save somebody, you know. It's just not. I, I just have a hard time uh, understanding. I'm not picking on the generation. I just don't. It is the. Under, it is I a generation. Of course, it. it's a generation. It is. But I'm, not, but I'm not picking on. I'm not attacking. You can. I just don't understand it. It just uh, for me. It's just maybe I'm maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm too set in my ways. But uh, I am. I am boggled. Yeah. And now we have situations that statistics are going up now where grandparents are full-time raising their grandchildren. Not not part-time, yeah. which isn't really part-time as as you know. No, I know. <laughs> it's uh can be a lot of lot of hours in there, but full-time raising their grandchildren because of the things that have happened in their their children's marriages and it, it boggles. I have I can name three people off the top of my head that are close personal friends, and then several other uh, couples that I, I'm just uh, you know I'm aware of. But it's uh, now it's in, it's in the uh, national news. It's in the public eye, and this, this well multi generational houses homes have they're they're nothing new, right? You know, grandma and grandpa living in the same house, you know, with son or daughter in law, and then you know the kids are there. Uh, that's nothing new. That that's very very common in a lot of societies right but this this changes this where change is like it's the grandparents the grandchildren the and the the ones in between aren't even involved yeah because because now you've got grandparents that have to have stepped up for the benefit of their grandchildren or, oh. or otherwise where would those grandkids be oh foster where where, foster would, they, where would they be yeah you know so of course you know, the grandparents are the easy answer. They'll help out. And some do and some don't. Some, You know what? They're your kids. You raise them. And if you can't, you know. Society is strange. People want to have Instacart so they don't have to wait in line and they save time here, save time there. And what are they doing with their time? I don't know. I, me neither. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Let's, let's give a salute to all the grandparents out there. You, you included. Um, you, you help your children as as parents do their entire lives. You're blessed with good children, yep. blessed with grandchildren. Seven grandkids. Uh, salute to the grandparents that are uh, find themselves in the position of being full-time parents for the second time in their lives. Yeah. And foster parents are just never recognized enough. That is, that is volunteering to give love and yeah. support and a care to the children who... Many of them really have yeah. uh, experienced some some incredible and, challenges in their lives, and, and they often, take that on. It's not like yeah. a nice kid walking in the door. It's a nice kid that needs help, yeah. and they do this, and it's it's it's, it's amazing to me. It's it's a constant need. Uh, adoptive parents, families in foster care, families in foster home. You know those those situations. Yes, they're they're needed, and yes, they should be recognized more often, but. You know, it's, uh, every everybody's world just you know fits on top of their kitchen table, Frank. You know everything that concerns you the most fits on your kitchen table, and that's that's where everybody's focus is. Because a lot of times you don't want to hear what's going on down the block. You don't want to hear what's going on, you know, in the in the county hall. Isolationism. They want. No. They only want to be able to take care of what they can see, what they can handle and touch. Everything else seems to be. Too much. It's overwhelming to think about doing something else or helping somebody else out. 
Yeah, I like watching a good movie on on you know cable. I don't have cable. I have like you know the the Netflix and the Disney streaming. Thing. I like watching a good movie, but I can't sit there for hours on end. I have in the on occasion it happens. I'm like, man, I just I totally shot the date, and yep. I've got this list. Every now and then you need a break. Yeah, but. I mean, there's there's bloggers and these things online where this is all that they're watching TV, they're playing video games, and then they're writing stuff online. Watching TV, playing video games, and then blogging about them. Uh, and, and what do they call influencers? They call them influencers. They're influencing you to sit around and do nothing. I watched a documentary a couple weeks back, and there's three makeup, as in cosmetic influencers, uh, that they were were doing this documentary on. Sure. They were just reviewing other people's makeup as teenagers. Now they're six figures a year and have their own cosmetic lines from putting on makeup on the internet. It, what is it? I, no, no slam against you. You're making a buck, but yeah, you figured out the what, system. What, what exactly are you doing to benefit humanity? You're occupying their time. You're actually, actually, I don't know. But you're actually occupying thousands of people at the same time doing something that you're doing. You're, they're watching you. The other thing is, is, is the folks that play video games and have a video game channel that people are watching you play video games. Yeah, what Volkswagen, yeah, yeah, Volkswagen Wolfsburg solved the problem. And it's unfortunately, uh, they have been the example for many of industry. Uh, the Wolfsburg plant for Volkswagen was built prior to World War II. And then, of course, during the war, they took all the stamps out for the Volkswagen, what we call the Beetle or the Bug. They put those in storage, and we were doing war production. Well, of course, the plant got blown up. So at the end of the war, the only molds they had were for the Volkswagen Bugs. And since they were stored off-site, they were still good. So they started producing these things. Wolfsburg is the largest single-site automotive plant in the world. And 80% of their line is Robots that run 24-7, 365. They don't call in sick. They don't call in sick. They don't take a break. They, they don't, don't strike. have to go pee. They don't go on strike. They don't take any wages. They don't they, need promotions. Each robot is projected to last a minimum of 8 to 10 years. It costs two years' salary per robot. And this is, they, they set this because this is what's happening. And it's not it, this ideal society where, well, we don't have to work because, you know, the robots the are going to do everything. No. They have factories of robots building these robots, and that's the next chain that they've completed now. It's a very dystopian look that you're, you're pushing <laughs> out there, Frank. George Orwell, I don't know if he's cringing or laughing. I don't uh, know. You know, if you want to see a horrible movie about the future, is, is go watch Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah, a few years old. Look, look it up, you know, stream it. You know, I, I actually saw the title was on the, the big red screen. Snow, Snowpiercer. It, it's, it's about humanity not being able to live in the cities anymore, that we're all stuck on these high-speed trains that just circle the globe, and how the infrastructures have been gone for years and years and years, and, and these engineers have just figured out that in order for humanity to survive, we've got to be on these trains, and they just travel in circles, fast high-speed trains, and uh, and how everybody evolves on the on the trains, and how you know that there's a certain hierarchy in the trains, and who sits where, and who does what to who, but it's a horrible dystopian look at the future. So you have the the Snowpiercer, yeah, and you had obviously the Matrix series, yeah. Uh, you had George Orwell with his famous uh, what was it 1994, yeah, um, and then you have one that's more fun to watch, Wall-E. That's a W A L hyphen E Wally. Yeah. A great kids movie. It's a Disney movie, kids, and it is it is about like a dystopian it. society that yep. kind of recovers. At least that's a happy one. There's, well, yeah, there's, there's something. There's to one it. life form. I think it's the bug, the the cricket or the cockroach. Yeah, yeah, that, that survivor. It's, it's, it's the cockroach one. It's still there. Yeah. I, I think I, they, I think they did a joke with a Twinkie as well. Yeah, and uh, but uh, it was <laughs> quite the. You know what, speaking of life and life everlasting, your garden's in bloom, the trees are blooming, yes, no, maybe. What do you got going on in your yard? What's going on at Carl's the back, garden? The, back, the backyard is still a work in progress because I just got another uh, load of topsoil ordered, and that'll be here in, like probably next week. No, the robots have to finish digging it up and loading yeah. the trucks. So, But the, the, front yard, the front yard, my front garden was trampled and stomped on and destroyed. 
So this, this doesn't sound like a happy story. No, Carl. this is not a happy. I had my roof replaced, and I asked the oh. roofers. I asked the roofers not to stamp and stomp and all the old shingles from the roof were pushed off the roof and they fell anywhere from 18 inches to three feet away from oh my the front of the house flattened. which is where my garden is oh so i've got probably a third of the tulips that came up uh, my flocks is destroyed i've got flowering bushes that are just completely destroyed uh it's a sad situation so i'm hoping for the best my daffodils and tulips look like you know, like I've never cared for them. Oh my! It's you know, it's, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. The tulips came up, the daffodils came up, the lilies of the valley are all green leaf now. Oh, good. I pruned the heck out of the fruit trees. The apricot is already dropping its leaves. The two peach trees are in bloom. The cherry tree up front is in bloom. The apple trees are about to bloom. See, I'm and jealous now. All these no, irises and things. I have. It's I have, beautiful. I, it's gorgeous. I have nothing to say. The plum nothing, trees are about to bloom, as a matter of fact. Those are beautiful when they do that. Flowering Plums. trees are gorgeous. Yeah. But you know what's sad is I already have to cut the lawn. <laughs> I've already done that. that much. Yeah, I've already done that. Well, well we're, we're closing up on, uh, on almost the, uh, the big 60 here uh, as far as our minutes. I, I'm actually uh, closing on the big 60 this year as well. 30 years with my wife, send, 60 years send, on the uh, planet. You know? Send your birthday greetings to Frank at... Well, no, it's not that close. <laughs> we got a couple of months. We got a couple of months. Well, while you're thinking of it, send your birthday greetings to Frank now at the talk of Tanawanda at gmail.com. Yeah. And and thanks to Fred Salber for inviting us to do Thanks, Fred. We're gonna take you up on that. We're we're going to. We'll we'll do your show first, and then we're gonna have we're gonna to figure test, out test uh, the water, dipping our toes in. We're going to have to get Frank a red button to uh, push or <laughs> figure out how we back up a couple seconds. We'll, we'll just get a dog bark thing. We're kidding. Fred, Fred, <laughs> Fred is a great guy. He I has know. his own style of program. He's a, a wonderful guy. Super funny. Yes. And, and uh, he does dry sometimes. And all his titles of his uh, shows are something, something, and stuff. <laughs> because he, he doesn't say the other S word. So he's very... Uh, He's he's changed. He's mellowed out a little bit. He's mellowing. He's growing into. Maybe we can fire him back up. Yeah, he's uh, he is uh, he's very very well read. He is a voracious reader, and he reads a lot. He does a lot of uh, research for his did, shows. Did you just say ferocious? Yes, and he does uh, his shows on Sunday, like clockwork. Uh, scheduled, not not like uh, present company. Well, where I we, mean, we you squeeze know. them in in between, <laughs> you know, staples in our noggins. But uh, yeah, we're good at that. Yeah, we jump in there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing. It. I think it'll be. Uh, I yep. think it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Well, Carl, it's uh, it's time for a, a tearful goodbye to episode 36. 36. Bantering away. We didn't even look for a guest this week. No. Because we just uh, did. We banter. want to. Well, you know what? We're reading the emails. Our banter sessions get higher ratings than. Some of the guests, and then some of the guests they have much higher ratings than our banter sessions. So it really, it's, it's hopefully a lot of the folks are listening to us as they're uh, possibly driving and they're not listening to, you know, drivel music anymore or what have you or gerbil music, yes, yeah, bad, you know, books on audio or or somewhat. But uh, yeah. yeah, let's uh, let's have a, a good week, folks. Uh, spring has sprung here in Western New York. It's beautiful around here. The cherry blossoms around the historical society have uh, beautiful, they're just absolutely beautiful. Um, remember uh, to try and do a good deed for some folks uh, this week and never look down upon somebody uh, unless you're trying to help them up. And remember that every morning that you wake up is an opportunity to make it an amazing day. And every breath you draw can go across those vocal cords and say something kind to somebody else. Carl, 36, it was a pleasure sharing the microphones with you again, sir. Thank and you. Until next time, carry on. And once again, the Gmail, the talk of Tonawanda at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Take and care. if you own a business, uh, you have a group or something, send us an email. We'd yeah. be happy to talk and, and get you on. Absolutely. All right. Have a great day. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.